It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, December 23rd, 2022. The eve of Christmas Eve. I'm Beckler. Shauna's away. Welcome to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less piss cast. I'll be honest with you, when the show ended yesterday, I knew I was by myself today. I knew it was going to be quiet. Lots of people are already on holidays. I mean, the weather is so bad that so many people aren't going to work. And I thought, maybe I can find a way to just absolutely mail in tomorrow's show. <laughs> like, maybe we could do like an all-request day or something like that. Because uh, I don't really feel like putting a full show together two days before Christmas. But, as luck would have it, uh, a pretty damn good show came together almost by accident. I didn't really work that hard. And here we are. I, th- I think this will be entertaining, hopefully. Uh, on today's show, uh, something I learned about how social media content creators might be trying to trick us. You can be alert for that. Some Fortune 500 businesses. We're going to name the Chinook that's coming through. Uh, I just finished watching possibly the worst TV show I've ever watched, and I want to warn you not to watch it too. I've uncovered a potential conspiracy in the fitness industry. My wife McKenna is back with her version of the news, a Christmas-themed version of her news, and it's one of the better ones she's done in a while. Um, we're going to do a Dateline investigation into uh, a mystery that goes way back on this show. An update on my parents' ordeal trying to get back from Europe as they are now one of or two of thousands and thousands of people in Canada who are stranded due to these cancelled flights. When I went on the air this morning, WestJet had already cancelled all their flights in and out of Vancouver and Victor- Vancouver Island. And as, as the show was going on, they cancelled all the flights out of southern Ontario and Quebec too. So they're like Travelers in this country, as we speak, are hooped, and my parents are among those, but my dad wrote a really funny account of his adventure so far. I think I've come up with the hot new dance single, if you're into electronic music, you're going to like this, and a small town news to get us going after your out of context clip of the show. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was sent three more small town news stories. Uh, So once again today, these will all be actual stories that made news in small towns. These just keep getting better and better, and I appreciate you sending them in. Sean and I both do. So over the holidays, if you're traveling through small towns to see family, if you're spending any time, if you could pay attention to what people are talking about there, what the big news is, please let us know because we will feature them on small town news uh, next week. So the first one comes from friend of the show, Carmen. And she said in the village of Cabri, Saskatchewan, there was a, a pronghorn that wandered into town over the summer. And then it just kind of never left. And they tried to like shoo it out of town and it wouldn't go. It stayed in town. It kind of became a resident. Uh, so she sent me a long article about how the townsfolk were learning to coexist with this pronghorn. And then driving through recently, she heard on the radio that the deer has left town now. It is gone. Big news. Uh, the next one, from front of the show, Jason, in the town of Two Hills, Alberta, there's a big New Year's Eve party, um, and Jason sent me the event poster, $20 buffet, $50 VIP room special, and then there's a picture of a, like this nearly naked girl on a motorcycle, and she's pointing her B right at the camera. So as Jason said, like it doesn't explicitly say there will be strippers or a stripper, but it is implied. There's an implication. And then finally, uh, Leslie sent me a photo of the time she and a friend made the paper. Uh, they went back to their home- hometown of Carp, Ontario for the drive-in bingo. And while they were there, they snagged the last two pieces of pie. And that made the news. So here we go. Small Town News with Beckler and 
Shauna. Good evening. Our top story tonight. After spending the summer in town, the pronghorn has moved on. No word on where he's going to live now, but we all wish him well. The bar is hosting a New Year's Eve party. There will be live music and rooms upstairs can be rented to continue partying after last call. Sources say a stripper may be coming in from Edmonton for the evening. And the drive-in bingo is officially out of pie. Leslie snagged the last piece and may be open to hearing trade offers. Anyone with more information on that stripper from the last story is asked to call Terry. BNS in 20 minutes or less. The playlist at the gym uh, where I work out, one of the gyms where I work out, uh, is... It's not great. I forgot my headphones yesterday, so I had no choice but to listen. And uh, if you think we repeat songs, oh my God, their playlist has like 20 songs. I'd say 15 of them are Drake, which is not good, in my opinion. Drake is one of the worst artists of our time. Um, And then the other five are just like, you know, EDM songs that are fine, fine dance, electronic songs, but... Uh, when you only hear the same ones over and over again, they do start to burn on you. Like, there's this one that always plays. Uh, I think it's by Offenbach and Quarterhead. I'm not really familiar with the EDM scene, but this is the song. I feel it in my head, my shoulders, knees, and toes. My bones immune gets me through the highs and lows. My head, my shoulders, knees, and toes. My bones to keep me from feeling all alone. It's got a great beat. You can see how that would work in a fitness club. Uh, the lyrics, though, it's basically just head and shoulders, knees and toes, the kids song. <laughs> Are we doing that now? Are we just stealing lyrics from nursery rhymes and children's songs and putting them over EDM beats, calling that a day? Because, I mean, that seems fairly easy. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. You're a star, 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 star. Shine, bitch. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Have we ever seen anything like these travel delays which are happening right now? This is absolutely wild. WestJet has canceled hundreds of flights. Thousands of flights have been canceled in the United States. Um, WestJet canceled all the flights out of Vancouver yeah, to and from Vancouver yesterday until I think this afternoon. And then they just announced 20 minutes ago that all the flights to and from Toronto, London, Ottawa, Waterloo, and Quebec are canceled from 9 a.m. this morning until the end of the day. And then they're going to take a look at a restart dependent on weather conditions tomorrow. So needless to say, this is just demolished people's vacation or Christmas plans. I've been keeping you updated with my parents' ordeal trying to get home from Europe. They were in Italy, and they were supposed to be home this past weekend, but they were stranded in Iceland for four days, and now they're back in Canada, but like many people can't get across the country. I think my dad is starting to lose it a bit. He said, (laughs) I want to read you this message he sent to our family group chat yesterday. He said, Dearest family, such an exciting time of the year. I couldn't let it come to a close without sharing some of the highlights we are fortunate to experience. While returning from a dream holiday in Europe, we became stranded in Iceland for four days, which we were told by the airline was due to the delay in weather. Uh, Apparently, not all airlines received the same memo as flights were leaving the same evening we were grounded, but they insisted there was no staffing issue here. In fact, they were so accommodating with their lack of transportation from the airport that thousands of people were offered the lovely option of sleeping on the luggage carousel 
cells or any place else of their choosing within the facility. Some people were even provided with a complimentary shower when a pipe broke inside the facility. But after four days of such pampering and several canceled flights and road closures, it was time to leave. We were three and a half hours late leaving because of what they described as staffing issues. No fuel truck operator. And by the time we got to Toronto, all flights to either Saskatoon or Regina were cancelled. There was a flight to Calgary yesterday with a most comfortable traveling time of only 40 hours and the very reasonable cost of around $8,000 for three. However, after an extended discussion, we regrettably decided to pass on such an attractive opportunity. We've now run out of clean clothing, so we're back to washing underwear and socks in the bathroom sink. We were booked on a flight Friday evening arriving in Saskatoon around 11.30, but that is likely to be cancelled as they are predicting a large storm here by the weekend and are already suggesting for people to alter their Christmas plans. Flying home Christmas Day looks somewhat promising as far as available flights, but much too early for predicting good weather. Wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas, and we would Appreciate updated photos of the grandkids. All the best in 2023 as I, like you, look forward to supporting our reliable and trustworthy airline industry and many new and exciting adventures in the coming year. Blessings to all. And that was from my dad, who I think has completely lost his mind now (laughs) after being six days delayed on the return voyage from his trip. Man, I feel for anybody who's got to fly out today. Uh, I guess you, you might not be going anywhere depending on where that destination was said it before a few times this week, but home is pretty nice, isn't it? It's nice to stay home. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Friday morning pizza chat for Atlas Pizza. If you're flying in some Zaw over the holidays, consider Atlas Pizza. They do good work. Good work. Uh, in the past, when Sean has been away, I've launched Dateline investigations into some of the stranger things that have happened in the lives of myself, my family. I realized, though, that we have never really investigated... The greatest mystery of them all. It was a day like any other about six months ago when a Calgary man decided to order a pizza for his family. But the delivery of this pizza would change their lives forever. Well, I confirmed the order online, closed my laptop, and three and a half minutes later, the doorbell rang. And I thought, that's impossible. But sure enough, it was our pizza. How did it get there so fast? We drove out to recreate the path taken by the delivery driver from the restaurant to the destination and found that it took us at least three and a half minutes, and that was getting green lights all the way. So we began looking at other explanations. Is it possible that someone else ordered the same pizza at the same time, canceled their order, resulting in a pizza that was ready to go immediately? You know, I thought that too, but this was an oddly sized half and half pizza. The odds of that happening would be astronomical. Those odds would be astronomical. We asked the man if he considered phoning the pizza place to find out what had happened. Yeah, I did, but I was afraid they would say something like, Whatever do you mean? That driver died 10 years ago this very night. Perhaps the driver did die 10 years ago that very night. And perhaps he was delivering pizzas from beyond the grave. Ghost pizzas. Our investigation turned up no other possible theories. But what of the only other witness to the event? The man's wife. I honestly wish he would just stop talking about it. It's been years. How many times have we heard the story? How many times have we been through this? No, I'm done. I don't even care anymore. Is it a ghost pizza? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. A classic case of gaslighting the victim. Was it a ghost pizza delivered that night? We may never know. For Dateline NBC, I'm Andrew Beckler.
Good night. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So you've heard small town news. You've heard the actual news. What you haven't heard yet is my wife's version of the news. When Sean is away, sometimes my wife McKenna helps with uh, the workload of the show by writing what she feels the X99 morning news should sound like. So we'll dispense that news now. McKenna's. X929 News. I'm back. Who is ready for the Christmas edition of my news? Let me tell you, I've been doing a lot of Christmas baking, so I think we should dive right into that and get to the bottom of some things. What is the best Christmas baked item of 2022? Is it cookies, a square, a marzipan, a tart? Let's get into it. According to me, I believe the best baked item in the whole entire world is, drumroll please, the butter tart. It's flaky, buttery crust and gooey inside makes it the perfect holiday treat. But it can't have raisins, and it's completely ruined if it has raisins. No raisins more filling than it's perfect. According to Google, it's actually the Christmas Yule Log. I have never tried a Yule Log, nor do I intend to, so we are going to stick with the butter tart. With Christmas just around the corner, I know you're all probably wondering, what should I wear? What are the fashion trends this Christmas? Surely Pinterest could help, but I'm here to give you a couple suggestions. White, black, green, red, and gold are going to be very on trend this year, as I am sure they are every year. But this year is all about the shine and sparkles. Try a chunky, sparkly sweater with a tight skirt and tights, and you are ready for any holiday occasion. Whether it be a Christmas concert or a family get-together, you will be turning some heads. With every Christmas party comes Christmas music, so you want to be sure you have the perfect playlist. I'm sure you're deciding what you should be playing. According to some blog I found, the top Christmas song of this year is Groovy Christmas by the Linda Lindas. I've never heard of this song, so I would just go with the Justin Bieber Christmas album. It's the perfect mixture of classics and originals with a little twist. If you haven't listened to it yet, I strongly recommend it and am certain you won't be disappointed. And now you're informed, I guess. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that we let our guard down. Oh, no. Conspiracies are still happening all over the place. And I think I stumbled across one yesterday involving the fitness world. So my wife McKenna is part of um, one of these like boutique fitness clubs that you see around where they like, you know, everyone goes and they do the same class. And, you know, at some of these these places, they'll even wear like the same heart rate monitor strapped around you. And then your heart rate and your calories are, are displayed up on a screen for everyone to see and kind of see how you're doing against your your peers. Um, so McKenna loves it so much. She loves the, the gym that she goes to so much that she barely works out with me anymore. Like she just wants to do these classes and she said, Oh, I just get a better workout of those classes. Um, so we were working out yesterday together for the first time in a while and we were comparing our Fitbits and like looking at how many calories we had burned. And she said, yeah, this is just so much lower than, you know, what my, my heart rate monitor at this class shows. And I was like, well, it sounds like your heart rate, like your, your calorie counter there might be calibrated a little too high. And she said, no, we've all compared, and it's the same for all of us. Everybody in the class who wears one of these heart rate monitors, it shows that we're burning, burning more calories than our Fitbits. And that's where the alarm bells went off for me. And I said, well, it would, I said, it would be in the, in, the, in the gyms, like in this club's best interest to have its members believing that they can't burn more calories anywhere else, that only doing their workouts can they hit this number of calories. And I said, where did you get the, the, the heart rate monitor from? And she said, well, from the club. And then I was like, oh, this, this all adds up. 
So they give you a, this is my theory, they give you a heart rate monitor that's calibrated a little too high, so it shows that, yeah, you are burning more calories during the classes at this club than you would if you just went off and did this workout on your own, not using this particular heart rate monitor. And then they keep you coming back, right? You just, even if, I mean, even if you know it's true, we're human. You can't, you can't avoid thinking like, oh, I'm getting better results if I go here as opposed to if I work out on my own, if I go for a run, if I, you know, work out at a different gym. So I'm on to, I think I know what's going on. I'm on to them. I think I know what's going on. I think they're deliberately counting the calories too high to keep you coming back. That's my theory. On the plausibility scale, how many diabetic needles on the floor of the change room at the Russian Olympic facility out of 10 do we give this one? I like, I, I like the sounds of this one. I think I'm really hit on something here. I'm going to give this one 16 diabetic needles on the floor of the change room at the Russian Olympic facility out of 10. So last night, my wife McKenna and I finished watching this new Netflix series called 1899. Um, it's set in the year 1899, and it tells the story of a of an immigrant ship coming from where it left somewhere in Europe to New York. And partway through their journey, they get a distress call from another ship in the same company that had been missing at sea for four months. So it's kind of an an eerie premise. And, you know, we watched the trailer. We're like, oh, man, this looks good. Uh, so we finished it last night. It might be the worst TV show I've ever watched in my whole life. I was trying to think of another series that that's, that's that I enjoyed less, you know, that I stuck out till the end and I enjoyed less. And I don't think I could think of anything. It, it might be 1899. If you were to ask me what the worst show I ever watched is, I might say 1899 on Netflix. And there won't be any spoilers here. Don't worry. I'm not going to spoil it for you if you do want to watch it. It's from the same directorial team that did the Netflix series Dark, which I haven't seen, but Dark was critically acclaimed. It was supposed to be very good. So this this show, 1899, it started out pretty strong. Like I said, compelling premise. You know, the first few episodes, I was like, oh, this looks good. Everything looked good in the show. You know, it was clear they spent some money on it. And then by the middle, I was starting to lose interest in the story, and I was like drifting off here and there as we watched it at night. But I stuck it out. You know, I was hoping that it would all tie together by the end. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, my God. Like, a complete lack of story. The, the the writing is just terrible. It's so confusing. They introduce concepts and characters and stuff, and then they just never explain it. They just, it just disappears. And then the ending is just straight-up dog water. And I won't, like I said, I won't spoil it for you, but you think of the last episode of, of a show, like whatever show it is, it should be intense. It should be revelatory. It should be satisfactory take your pick any one of those things this was the longest television hour of my life last night you know like you could tell the episode was going to end soon and i was like but they haven't explained any of this there's no way they're going to cram a satisfying explanation into the last 10 minutes here it was so bad that as soon as it was over i went online to read reviews because i was like surely people must have felt the same way i did and i was wrong again the reviews were strong my only possible explanation for that is that these reviewers watched like episode one and two and thought, yeah, this looks really good. I'm going to review it now and then wrote their review. There's no way they watched the same show I did. There's no way they finished 1899 and thought, hey, that was great. I'd give it two out of 10 stars and the two stars are coming just from like the graphic effects and the acting is pretty good and the costumes are cool. The rest of it sucked so bad, so bad. And, I mean, you see a bad movie, you're like, well, there's two hours I'll never get back. When it's a full season of a TV show, 
Eight hours. That was like a full work day that I wasted watching that piece of crap. So I recommend that you don't make the same mistake I did. Do not watch 1899 on Netflix. It's the worst show I've ever seen. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, according to Environment Canada, the warm-up that's supposed to happen this week is not actually a Chinook. So it's just warm weather moving in over the mountains from the Pacific, um, which I guess is different than a Chinook. I don't know the specifics of it. But the warm-up is so dramatic that we're going to treat it like a Chinook. It's going to go from a high of minus 21 today to zero degrees tomorrow. That is that is Chinook behavior, whether or not it is a Chinook. And on this show, we name the Chinooks. We've been doing this for a few years now. We'll go alphabetically, and we pick a category, and then we name all the Chinooks during the season after something from that category. And this year, it's Calgary Neighborhoods. The last one was Chinook Evanston for E, so now we're on Chinook F. And there are some, there's some good hoods around the city that start with the letter F. you got Fairview in the southeast, Falcon Ridge in the northeast. But I think we've got to go with the notorious Forest Lawn slash Forest Heights for this one. We'll call it Chinook Forest. And I like to give a little profile in the neighborhood when we do this, so I did some reading on Forest Lawn last night. Forest Lawn was its own town at one point. And then in the 1930s, it combined with Albert Park, which is kind of the Radisson Heights area now, to become one town. And then in the late 1950s, the town of Forest Lawn actually considered trying to become its own city. That never actually happened. And then in 1961, the town was annexed by the city of Calgary and became the neighborhood of Forest Lawn. These days, uh, Forest Lawn falls under Ward 9, which is represented by Councillor Giancarlo Carra. And I mean, if you've if you've lived here for a while, you'll know that Forest Lawn has developed a bit of a a bit of a reputation as one of the lower income neighborhoods in the city and uh, one of the highest in terms of crime count. I think I was looking at the crime map last night, and I think Forest Lawn is surpassed only uh, by the far more densely populated Beltline and then the downtown core in terms of like number of crime incidents reported to CPS. But, you know, I spoke to a friend last night who worked in the community for many years. And I said, tell me about Forest Lawn. What was it like working there? And she said she met some of the nicest people ever when she was working there. And she said it's also the very best place for international food options in the entire city. You got International Avenue right there. And there's all kinds of food from all over the world available there. I was thinking, where else can you get a home, a, a detached home that close to downtown for like under half a million bucks. That really doesn't exist anywhere else. You wait until the lawn starts to gentrify. You just, just you wait. That'll happen. Also, Forest Lawn is home to one of the only outdoor pools in Calgary. One of the few public outdoor pools. And I love a good outdoor pool. So tomorrow, whether or not it's actually, that's, it's actually a Chinook according to Environment Canada, doesn't look like it, but we will welcome... Chinook Forest to Calgary. B and S in 20 minutes or less. A couple of Fortune 5 pundit editions for you. This is our list of local businesses with great puns in their names. Um, this one comes from Shannon. I feel like we may have featured this one at one point, but it is such a strong pun. And, you know, we just dubbed this Chinook that's coming through this weekend, although it's not really a Chinook. Uh, Chinook Forest after Forest Lawn. Uh, so Shannon said, have you seen Forest Laundry? The laundromat over in, in that neighborhood. Uh, and I do think we've talked about that at one point before, but that is a home run of a pun. Forest laundry. Excellent work. I uh, got a message from Cindy last night about a bike shop in Okotoks on McRae Street. If you're familiar, it's called Wheel Life Cyclery. First of all, I like that it doesn't refer to itself as a bike shop. It's a cyclery. That's refined. 
And wheel life is excellent. That's how my five-year-old Brigham would say it with his little guy accent. This wheel life. And finally, an honorable mention, because it's not local, it cannot go on the Fortune 500 list of local businesses, but it is a great pun. I was just clicking around on Google Maps yesterday in uh, the small town of Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. There's a scrapbooking store right on the main street there called Wanna Scrap? And, I mean, this being small town Saskatchewan, there is a good chance that, given the right circumstances, the owner would scrap you. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Cindy, who submitted Wheel Life Cyclery. <laughs> I almost can't say it. Not like my son Brigham. Cindy, who submitted Wheel Life Cyclery. She said they're going out of business, apparently. So, I mean, you don't want to see local businesses fail, especially not a bike shop that's been serving the community, and especially not... Uh, one of our Fortune 500 businesses. So if you're in the South End or down around Okotoks, and you can pop in and support this place, might be something to consider. We want to support local businesses, right? Local businesses like Shane Homes. Yes, Shane Homes. Locally owned and operated. You can move in sooner to one of their quicker possession duplexes starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes is the better way to build. A big Merry Christmas to you and yours, all the Venus heads. Um, when Sean is back next week between Christmas and New Year's, I was thinking of maybe doing a segment where we talk about all of our favorite things of 2022, our favorite things of the year, favorite songs, favorite albums, uh, favorite TV shows, any other category you'd like to hear us discuss, and please submit yours as well. Maybe we'll do that when Sean is back. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? I was scrolling through TikTok last night, and this video came up from the Canadian vocal group Walk Off the Earth, who are famous for their harmonies and all playing the same big guitar and other such videos. Um, but it was a it was a cover of the song Alone, and it sounded like this. Pretty good, um, but the caption for the video said "Alone" by Ario Speedwagon, and it's not by Ario Speedwagon. Everybody know the version that everybody knows is by Heart. It was actually written a few years earlier by a group called I Ten, but Heart made it famous. Heart took it to number one. When you think of that song, you think of the band Heart and Nancy Wilson. And Ario, I mean, it, it, Walk Off the Earth has to know this. There, what five or six of them, professional musicians, they would know that the song. Well, someone in the group would know that the song. Alone is by heart and not Ario Speedwagon. And I was like, this had to be done on purpose. So I was reading through the comments, and all the comments are like, it's actually by heart. The song's actually by heart. It's not Ario Speedwagon. And then someone in the comments said, great way to get comments on your video, though. And I was like, there it is. Because I've seen this before. I've seen like very obvious mistakes in a video like that. Like the kind of thing that almost everybody would know. And I th it must be done to get more comments because the way these uh, these social media platforms work is that if you post a video and it gets a bunch of comments right off the bat, that kind of feeds, you know, whatever formula they have and it'll push it out to more people. It'll get more more views. So I think a lot of these social media content creators are, are doing that on purpose. They're putting very obvious mistakes in the title of the video or in something they say just to get that engagement, just to get those comments going. So the re I guess this isn't necessarily something I learned because it's not confirmed, but it's, I'm going to be aware of it going forward so that I don't jump in the comments and be like, actually, the song is by this band because that's what they want. That's what they want you to do. Maybe I'll even try it myself.
If you follow me on social media, maybe in the next post, I'll, I'll post a very obvious error in the caption just to just to drive that engagement. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We just did the Friday morning pizza chat for Atlas Pizza, so this is kind of like a bonus version of it. But I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he knows my very strong opinions on group ordering of pizza. You know, I always like to see a pepperoni in there, even a cheese, but those are considered to be like little kid pizzas for some reason. Well-adjusted adults don't eat cheese pizza. They order pizza with a bunch of noise on it. You know, where you... So, my friend was saying he was watching Home Alone recently, and he said, man, a, a lot of trouble in that movie could have been avoided if they had followed your advice for ordering pizza, where you get more cheese, get more pepperoni. Because remember, remember the Home Alone 1, it all starts when Kevin freaks out because the cheese pizza is all gone. And I mean... If you rewatch that show, Kevin does come across as a spoiled brat. He's disrespectful to the older members of his family. He's whiny. I believe Uncle Frank refers to him as a little jerk at one point. So I don't condone that behavior from Kevin McAllister. But when it comes to the pizza situation, I am right there with you, Kev. Because I guarantee in that family, instead of getting another cheese or a pepperoni, someone insisted that they order vegetarian or Hawaiian or some other pizza with way too much noise on it, where you open the box and it's just like, and I would be upset, too, if I came down and all the cheese pizza was gone. All the pepperoni, all that's left is all this veggie stuff. You know, that that pizza is probably still sitting there untouched to this day. When was that movie filmed? I bet they didn't finish the noisy pizza. They never do. You go to clean up at the end of an event, you'll find all kinds of that pizza left. The cheese and the pepperoni is gone. I've been there. I've been there many times. So Kevin McAllister is my kindred spirit in that sense. We need to start recognizing cheese pizza as not just a pizza for kids, but a pizza for everyone. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.